Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy. For today, my name is Heather, and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hello, hello, and welcome to this evening's podcast. We have three articles to cover this evening, and I'm going to try to get through all three, but if not, I will give you major highlights of those three articles, and you know him, and you love him. He is one of my favorites, and I know you're thinking it already. Yes, folks, that all three articles are from Leo Homan, and you can find him at leohoman.com. Go show Leo some love. So I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about um, Alan Jackson Ministries. And um, he tells you the truth. And he is preaching the word of God. He doesn't hold nothing back. He talks about everything, everything. And uh, and so he's got a lot of great things. Um, his website has a lot of great things to offer as well. So does he does in his ministry. Um, I am reading through the Bible on his app, mainly um, in the evenings. And I've um, got a ways to go. I'm getting caught up right now. I'm trying to get caught up. It's going to take a while to get me caught up. You guys know that. But anyway. A lot of stuff going on. He has another thing um, on his website and and his um, app as well. It's called Battle Plan with Pastor Alan Jackson. It's a battle plan. And um, he's got um, a prayer that we can pray. And um, it's a lot of good stuff. And so I kind of wanted to go over that this evening. And I wanted to open with the morning prayer. And we'll close the program with the evening proclamation. Okay. And so this is the morning prayer. Um, so, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with all who love him and obey his commandments, we have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commandments and laws. We have not listened to your direction. Now, O Lord, our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servants. For your sake, O Lord, look with favor on your people. Give ear and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of our day. We do not make requests because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, listen. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hear and act. For your sake, do not delay, because your people bear your name. Amen. And so I thought that was a great prayer for today. This is our battle plan. And uh, it's battle plan 125, if you guys are looking that up. And uh, I'll go over the evening proclamation um, at the close of this um, episode tonight. So, but if you want to look for that, you can go to alanjackson.com. Come, and then you can go down to the battle plans and there's a quite a bit of them uh, he's also got a few articles that are really good the truth about pride so a lot of good stuff i really do like him and um so uh, another thing i just want to throw back up there if you guys missed it on the other uh episode uh, the weston a price foundation is going to tell you all the truth about food and what's in your food and what they've been doing and Mur- murphy is at it again so <laughs> she's gonna jump up here but that's okay we all love the murph okay so and uh, don't forget about off grid with doug and stacy.com it's a lot of good stuff there so i'm gonna scroll over here check out wnd really good so really quick so he's always got good stuff on there so shockingly callous fox news fires remaining tucker staffers Oh, not surprised. I kind of figured they would have done that already. Already. Okay, so just a reminder, you guys, um, Bible Prophecy for today.com is up and running. 
Websites back up, Bible Prophecy, the number four, today.com. And uh, I'll list some of my books on there that I still have um, up for sale um, after the rapture. What comes next is probably uh, the number one seller, which is really good. That's, you know, that's the whole reason is to warn people, um, especially after we're yanked out of here, that they would know the truth. They would know the truth and um, they won't be, you know, deceived because we live in great deception right now we see the deception you gotta get your facts get your facts get your booster get your booster get your facts get your booster third booster fourth booster hello get your booster here oh won't you try this lab grown meat really really good for you by the way meat from cows is not good for you y'all don't need to eat meat that's bad for you oh my gosh causes cholesterol cholesterol causes heart attacks blah 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 lies 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 from the pit of hell lies but instead, won't you eat these 12 grain servings that's really bad for you and, um, you know, just take all these seed oils and, you know, we're just going to change all the food and the way we eat, you know, cotton seed, folks, was not made to ingest, it's not, was not made, it was not made to be uh, for human consumption, uh, but they're going to tell you otherwise. So anyway, that was for free, you guys. <laughs> anyway, one other one, one other one, athecreek.com, athecreek.com. Pastor Brett Meter, love him, awesome, yes indeedy. Um, the prophecy update is Prideful Month, Prideful Month. And uh, you guys can go check out, he's got a prophecy update as well. Usually the first, I want to say Friday of every month. Um, anyway, very great if you guys live in Oregon, uh, Portland, you can go and visit uh, Pastor Meter's church there. I would love to go, but I don't see myself going to Portland anytime soon. <laughs> Never, probably, <laughs> unless the good Lord calls me there. So anyway, the three articles I want to talk about today from LeoHoman.com is pride, in quotes, is a thinly veiled color revolution to destroy Western civilization. Pride is a failing, not a virtue. We'll talk about that and important house cleaning. And he says notes about content and other platforms. So he's going to give us a little bit about that and why he's now writing so many articles. And uh, as you can tell, things are speeding up and we are heading uh, towards the Great Tribulation. And we know the rapture of the church comes before the Great Tribulation. So we're going to talk about the NWO control grid starts with the connectivity of everything. Will you hand over the keys to your life? Hmm. Good one. And U.S. Senator introduces bill to disarm, demilitar demilitarize the IRS. Any further weaponization of this federal agency against hardworking Americans and small businesses is a grave concern. Amen, brother. It's about time. And uh, I'm going to um, put this link, okay, uh, in the description of the podcast here because it's a video. It says, we are at the most dangerous moment in this war right now. This is the Western Mockingbird media is full of propaganda today being fed to them by the U.S., British, and European military intelligence operatives. Some of it is so detached from reality as to be laughable. Now, it is an uh, eight-minute analysis by Clayton Morris of Redacted. And, of course, the following will be from Leo's take on that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put uh, the link to this eight-minute video in the description. And then, the Lord willing, um, tomorrow I will come on and then read his take on that. And that way, 
um, you guys will have a chance to watch the video and then um, we can talk about it. So let's go back up and talk about pride. So the pace of, uh, of attacks on our civilization has accelerated to the point where I hear many of God's people complaining of weariness and some are even sinking into despair. Folks, this is by Leo Holman once again. He says, uh, I'm here to encourage you. We were placed here on earth by him for exactly such a time as this and should count it a privilege that he wanted us here during this most pronounced stage of the end times war between good and evil. And uh, I completely agree. And I find myself in the same situation. And I'm sure a lot of you guys do as well. Um, it does get weary, you know, it does, but we, you know, we are running a race, like the Apostle Paul said, we're running a race, and uh, we have to finish our our race that God has given us, and he put us here, because he knows um, that, you know, he, he put us here in the precise moment, so we are where he wants us to be, we have a job to do, um, as Christians, we um, or to fight the good fight. Uh, we are to tell everybody about Christ. And um, this is the time we need to be shouting from the rooftops. So uh, let's go back up here and talk about it. So he goes, this is uh, Leo. He says, I am I alone in that I gain confidence whenever I learn the tactics of the enemy. This allows us to go on the offensive in prayer against Satan and his minions in ways not possible were we left in ignorance. He says, this has always been a war for the mind and the mind is the window to the soul. Even the wicked understand what is going on and what kind of war they are engaged in. Joe Biden has repeatedly stated in his speeches that we are in a battle for the soul of America. Expect this spiritual war to continue to intensify leading up to the second coming of Christ. Those devoted to their father Lucifer tell us in the wide open now that they are coming for your children. And I'm going to throw in here, I know you guys watch that march of the gay folks or the, you know, homosexuals and the trans and all those people. We're coming for your children. I don't know if you guys watch that, but it's sickening, uh, disheartening, um, disturbing to say the least, and, uh, you know, we should be protecting our children. But anyway, the article continues. Mr. Richard, quote, Rachel Levine, who is Biden's appointee, has assistant uh, secretary of health and human services, has called on Satan's minions to continue the in-your-face pride movements beyond Pride Month. Make it a, quote, summer of pride, unquote, Levine said. He also made a statement doubling down on the effort to make sure children can be mutilated and drugged into a transition, quote unquote, without their parents' approval. And here's a tweet by Charlie Kirk, and it says, Trans HHS Assistant Secretary uh, Rachel Levine, Happy Pride Month, and actually, let's declare, declare it a summer of pride. Happy summer of pride. A day wasn't enough. A week wasn't enough. Now a month isn't enough either. The cultural conquest knows no bounds. That's the most disturbing picture of somebody I've ever seen is that dude Levine in whatever getup he's in. Uh, it's just disgusting. It just makes you sick. You know, is it just me? I don't know. I'm sure it's not. And the Bible says that a man should not wear a woman's clothing. Hello. And a woman should not wear man's clothing. Seriously? I mean, the Bible tells us. It's pretty, you know, pretty, you know, uh, pretty clear. Cut and dry. Hello. Anyway. Mmm. That folks got a lot of coffee today. Yes, yes, indeedy. 
She got to feed the needy, as my mom always said. So as part of its, quote, Summer of Pride, HHS is releasing a series of interviews between Levine and LGBT activists. In the first video, Mr. Levine highlighted the challenges people face as they seek their mutilating surgeries. And quote, we often say that gender affirming care is health care, gender affirming care is mental health care, and gender affirming care is literally suicide prevention care, Mr. Levine said. <laughs> I beg to differ, uh, Mr. Levine. Um, most, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the suicide rate among the transsexual folks is 26%. 26%. That's astounding. Think about that. That ain't gender. That ain't affirming nothing. That's affirming. We agree that you should commit. That's uh, it's suicide. Literally. But they try to say that, oh, no, 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 no. We're preventing that. No, you're causing that. Anyway, so Mr. Levine stated that, quote, it will take us all to implement the change over to the new, listen, folks, to the new religion of Pride. On Monday, HHS Secretary Xavier Becerro began the department's first Pride Summit to discuss the alphabet health concerns, calling for a need to move faster regarding the alphabet. Listen, there's these letters, folks. LGBTQI+. Somebody want to explain to me what all those mean? Mm, rights. I'm sorry. Regarding their quote, rights. This is part of the enemy's acceleration that we have been warning is coming this game of defense can get tiring we want offense but sarah said let's play on the offensive and let's grow mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as brandon smith of altmarket.us explains in the article below satan and his minions are focusing their attacks on our children right now and there are reasons for that which are physical spiritual and civilizational it goes on to say by brandon smith this is an article and i quote the term color revolution is often associated with covert efforts among U.S. and European interests to foment civil unrest within enemy nations and sometimes allied nations as a means to destabilize their societies and governments. It is essentially fourth generation warfare, a concept expanded on by Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino, a self-professed Satanist, in a white paper title, quote, from PSYOP to Mind War, unquote. The goal is straightforward to go to war against a foreign country or one's own country by attacking the citizenry rather than its armies or to exploit the target population as a weapon to trigger instability. Color revolutions have been instigated for decades around the world. One such psyop led to the Euro Maiden Revolution in Ukraine in 2014, which caused the overthrow of pro-Russian President Viktor uh, Yanukovych. Uh, this singular event was the primary trigger for the eventual Russian invasion of Ukraine this past year. As Vladimir Putin declared, he would no longer tolerate color revolutions among Russian allies. Goes on to say, so one can debate the wider implications of that war and who is actually benefits and who it actually benefits in the long run. But the fact remains that Euro Maiden was a NATO supported color revolution that initiated a powder keg event that brings us closer to world war. If chaos was the purpose, then purpose has been achieved. I would suggest, however, that even Euro Maiden and its effects pale in comparison to a much larger and more destructive color revolution now underway in Western nations in the form of the, quote, pride movement. In fact, it has become clear in the past several years that pride is a definite color, color revolution, a political destabilization effort. 
In the past, the Pride movement was seen as a separate and broad and leaderless entity focused on the LGBTQ, or I'm sorry, LGBT issues. But this is changing rapidly. Now, the Pride flag is being used as a symbol to encompass all woke concepts into a single organization, including everything from Antifa to BLM to trans trenders. The flag no longer represents a civil rights effort. Rather, it is purely political emblem and a totem of cult worship. LGBT groups are widely supported by every power center in our society, major banks, corporations, globalists, think tanks, and government. Governments all inject incredible amounts of funding into woke projects. Rebels don't get support from the establishment power structures. Only useful idiots do. And this time, the establishment is using leftist activist idiots to target the Western world with the same tactics it has applied against other nations. But how does pride really undermine our civilization? First, the basic mantra of pride is, well, pride. Pride is a failing and a weakness, not a virtue. I'm not sure why someone would have any pride in their sexual proclivities. Being gay does not make you special. It makes you a minority. But it's not an accomplishment that deserves a parade or an entire month on the calendar. The saying, pride comes before the fall, exists for a reason. Self-aggrandizement based on zero accomplishment and delusions of entitlement lead to a path of self-destruction. Second, pride activists are rebels without a cause. There are no rights under the law in the West that gay and trans people don't have. Zero. Zip. Zilch. In other words, they must now create reasons to rebel from thin air. So what is all the whining and rage about? What do these revolutionaries do after they have already been given equal rights? As far as I can tell, the LGBT plus infinity uh, movement or infinity movement is now dedicated to targeting and indoctrinating or grooming children so there is a three minute well there was a three minute video it has already been yanked down um, from youtube but anyway uh the video was uh can was said to contain brief partial nudity but shows their dedication to the cause of corrupting the minds of our youth and oh it's age restricted it is age restricted and so folks i will post this video or this link to this article by leo uh in the description as well so you guys if you want to watch it but i will tell you um it's age restricted probably for a reason because of the nudity so i'm throwing that out there you don't want your children to watch this so you probably don't want to watch it either i'm just saying anyway so nearly every law recently passed in conservative states dealing with the lgbt issues specifically protects children protects children from ideological brainwashing in public schools or prevents the chemical and surgical mutilization mutilization folks of their bodies in the name of gender politics trans activists refer to such laws as genocide okay they're killing us all we're trying to save you all is what we're trying to do if you're 18 years old you're grown up do what you want but not to our children okay so anyway why Perhaps because they know that in order to perpetuate their numbers, they must groom kids into the fold. A large percentage of LGBT uh, devout have no children and will never have children. So the only way they can continue their cult is to hijack the minds and bodies of others, uh, other people's children. You got that right. These people can't have kids. Now, this is sad. Here's a picture and has all these people marching for pride. And there's this little kid. And you can clearly say he looks like a boy, but he's dressed up as a girl. And it says pride is for kids, too. And uh, 
looks like a little self-made shirt there. Sad folks. Sad this is what they're doing to our children. If you don't get angry about that, are you really alive? Is your is, is your heart beating? Is there a pulse going through your veins? If there is, you should be outraged by this like I am. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is the heel leftists have chosen to die on and for good reason. Any successful color revolution requires the support of the youth. If you can turn a society's children into soldiers for the cause, it is much more difficult for that society to fight back. The natural inclination of most adults today is to bend to the whims of their kids, not go to war with them. The problem is that many kids are generally ignorant and inexperienced. They are easily manipulated and easily used and are more likely to be exploited for ill purposes by evil people. Third, the primary tool for pursuing and brainwashing Western youth has been the public school system, and more specifically the teachers and teachers unions. The speed at which public schools are now openly embracing far-left ideology is shocking, and it is all due to the teachers. Understand that public schools have your kids for half the day. While you might get lucky or you might be lucky to get a couple hours with them per day on average, most parents work hard and don't have time to keep track of their kids' personal lives and who is influencing them. Only in the past couple of years have parents in the U.S. started to wake up to the woke indoctrination process in schools and hopefully it's not too late. He says, I believe the public schools are way past saving. Parents who are awake to what's going on should remove their kids from the cesspools ASAP rather than waste time trying to change them. Because on to say uh, leftist, that's um, uh, Leo's input there. Uh, but the article continues uh, and it says leftist teachers argue that sexualized discussions in class should be protected as a form of civil rights activism. They say it is discriminatory to block lessons on the LGBT issues and gender identity issues. This is obviously nonsense. There is absolutely no reason for teachers to be talking to students about sexual subjects, whether gay or straight. And there is zero concrete evidence to support gender fluid theories. Again, this is ideology, not science. I just want to throw this in. What are parent? What, what? Why are teachers talking to kids about sex anyway? And I'm talking not just not just in health class, folks. I'm talking all the way down to kindergarten. Why in God's green earth we have drag queens, those demonic freaks, coming into our schools to scare our kids and trying to tell little Timmy, "It's okay, Timmy. It's okay. He won't hurt you, little Timmy. It's okay." And the dude's got goat heads on his hand, all this makeup, and just disgusting. And you're trying to tell your children to calm down and not to be afraid of this thing. You know what? Really? Parents need to think about what you're doing. You're telling your children that that crap is okay. That that demonic freak is okay. And that child knows there's something wrong with that, dude. There's something wrong with that. That's scary. God put that fear in them for a reason. I'm just telling you, if you're telling your children that that's okay and not to be afraid of that, then you need to repent. And you need to tell your child, I'm going to tell you something. If your child is uncomfortable around anybody, I don't care if it's your uncle, if it's their uncle, I don't care if it's your whoever, cousins, I don't care if that child is uncomfortable, one of your friends, boyfriends, I don't care. Then you better listen to your child, okay? There's a reason for that. And people are like, oh, no, no, it's just Uncle Jimmy. Really? It's just the pedophile Uncle Jimmy. Not saying that your Uncle Jimmy's a pedophile, but you know what I'm saying. If your child's uncomfortable, don't force your child into a situation. Say it's okay. 
it's okay. Go give go give so and so a kiss or go give so and so a hug. If they don't want to give so and so a hug, don't make them give so and so a hug. You know what I mean? Just saying. That's just forcing those children that so when something does happen and they're afraid to say anything to you because you said Uncle Jimmy was okay. You know what I mean? And so now that child's scared to tell you what really happened. Yeah, just saying. Just throwing that out there. Anyway. I don't know why, but hey. So anyway, the article continues. In a strange method of circular defense, leftists often argue that children are far more at risk from religious groomers, such as Catholic priests, as if to say, hey, they do it, why can't we? It's a common retort, but a false one. According to these studies, cataloging, cataloging child sex crimes, public school teachers are 100 times more likely to sexually abuse children than Catholic priests. And guess which political party teachers unions give 94% of their donations to? <laughs> yes, the Democratic Party. Surveys show a massive imbalance of leftists in education. Among English teachers, there are 97 Democrats for every three Republicans, with the proportion being even more one-sided among health teachers, with 99 Democrats for every one Republican. Among math and science teachers, there are 87 Democrats for every 13 Republicans. The bottom line, the woke problem among children in the U.S. is primarily a teacher problem. Get rid of the leftist teachers and you get rid of the problem. Fourth, the basis of the pride movement beyond pride itself is exaggerating sexuality for gays in an era of oppressed sexuality for straights. Have you noticed that straight people, especially straight men, are now heavily admonished for any expression of desire while gay people are allowed to flaunt their sexuality in the streets, even in front of children? There is a grotesque double standard being put in place which glorifies gay sexuality while straight sexuality is attacked. The, quote, male gaze and masculinity in particular have been singled out for erasure in Western societies dangerous and toxic. But if you are a gay man or a man that transitions uh, into a woman's costume, you can do whatever you want and you will be applauded. Is this perhaps an attempt to condition the straight population to embrace gay sexuality so they no longer feel oppressed? After all, according to trans activists, being gay or straight is no longer an inborn and unchangeable dynamic. According to them, sexuality is a, quote, spectrum, and anyone can be made gay given the right environmental circumstances <laughs> really oh lord help us so the elephant in the room here needs to be addressed which is that a society that is conditioned to be increasingly lgbt or that transitions people from childhood using indoctrination surgeries and hormones is going to have collapsing population numbers and maybe that is one of the establishment's goals to make the west infertile so brandon is absolutely right about this uh, leo says which i documented in my recently banned from amazon book stealth invasion yes folks Go to Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com to get that book. Anyway, so so Brandon continues. Fifth, the philosophical crux of the woke revolu uh, color revolution in trans activism is the idea of a subjective reality. If identity and biology are subjective in a matter of perception, then what else is a matter of perception? How about morality and conscience? If identity is a social construct, then surely then surely moral compass is a social construct too. And as leftists commonly claim, social constructs, uh, they don't like our fascism. In my view, this is what the pride movement is really all about. The creation of a morally relative society that treats right and wrong as subjective guidelines rather than ancient and inborn rules for life. And in a morally relative uh, society, class is 
inevitable. We are already seeing it today with double standards being applied within the law in favor of leftists and leftist minority groups over conservatives and moderates. And when the law starts to apply double standards, civil war is imminent. Maybe the point is to start a war the establishment thinks it can finish. Or maybe the point is to just to or is just to create more chaos and then swoop in to take over once the dust settles. Either way, the pride movement color revolution is a clear psyop that can only lead to the deconstruction of the West if it's not stopped in its tracks. Folks, I'm here to tell you it is in full force. Have you guys noticed full force? Yep. Let me go back up here to the top. Because I want to make sure that I give Mr. Brandon full credit. So, Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith was the author of the majority of that article. And the inserts, of course, were from Leo. But you can go check out more from Brandon at alt-market.us. And you can check out more of his articles there. And uh, I'm going to go and check out more of them right now just to give you guys some heads up. So, he did have another article from the 23rd of June. The endless lies Democrats tell in defense of their failed California utopia. And oh, yeah, have you guys seen that? My brother lives in California. And he said, Heather, it is terrible. It is beyond terrible. And if you guys can look at some of those uh, videos, what's really going on out there, you're going to be like, whoa, that is terrible. <laughs> Very bad stuff. California looks like uh, San Francisco. And you got Oregon over here, the people in Portland, Oregon, saying that... Um, uh, that they can just do whatever they want to do. You know, you can use drugs. All drugs are legalized. You can just blah, blah, blah. Folks, it's terrible. Uh, terrible. So, going to try to go to... Let me go back to leohoman.com so I can pull up a couple of those other articles that we we're going to talk about tonight. So, important house cleaning notes about content and other platforms. So, this is a little bit of... Um, um, update from Leo because you know he usually posts two or three articles a week but he's really posting a whole lot more now and so I kind of want to give you guys um a heads up and what is going on and why because he wants to so I want to give his um take on that really quick so he says um some of you may have noticed that he says I've been posting more than normal over the past three or four weeks he said instead of my usual pattern of posting two to three articles per week he said it's been more like five or six per week and that's partly because so much is happening in the advancement of the UN agenda 2030 sustainable development goals and the beast system as King Charles has admonished his fellow minions of Lucifer they really do seem to have jump-started the implementation process to make it come to pass in an accelerated fashion folks this is what we're going to be talking about he's absolutely correct amundo so he says because time seems to be speeding up and we know not the hour when our freedom to speak speak out will come to a crashing halt the more frequent postings are also part of my own personal desire to provide you with at least one thought-provoking article or video per day authored either by myself or another trusted content creator. Yes, you may start to see more viewpoints posted from writers other than myself, Leo says. He goes on to say, he says, um, I would be interested in any feedback from my regular readers is five articles per week about right, too much, or not enough, he says. He goes, I realize this could vary greatly by person, but he says he would still be interested in hearing from um, from you in the, the reader comments underneath this article. So guys, 
Um, if you want to, he goes on to thank everybody for um, readership and sharing the articles and all that good stuff. And so he says he's going to enter his seventh year doing this come this December, the Lord willing. So always go to leohoman.com, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. And so the other article that I wanted to talk to you guys about was NWO Control Grid starts with the connectivity of everything and will you hand over the keys to your life he says every time you use a qr code you are working for them he says there's a hidden motive behind the movement to transition americans canadians europeans and australians out of their gas-powered vehicles out of their gas stoves and gas lawnmowers and into machines powered by electricity hmm so they tell you it's to save the environment he goes but i'm here to tell you that's a lie he says i'm all for the environment but this is not about the environment that's nothing more than a clever sales pitch notice how they never talk about where they're going to put all those lithium leaking batteries in toxic solar panels so let's address the real reason you're being told to go electric things powered by electricity are dependent on the electric grid which is dependent on a relatively small number of government dependent utility companies and if you read the websites of those utility companies you will see how eager they are to brag about their commitment to sustainability renewable energy net zero carbon emissions etc this is the language of united nations agenda 2030 and its 17 sustainable development goals to transition or to transform the world through a digital reset in fourth industrial revolution and he goes on to say utility companies are playing ball with the black hats who continuously tell us how we need to transition into a new order you know build back better with a new system based on 5g and digital everything what they don't tell you is that by going digital with the quote internet of things where everyone and everything is connected 24 7 we are walking into a surveillance society that involves our total dependency on their digitally connected ai powered tracking devices or all of life for all of life's necessities assessing food water clothing shelter travel health care even the money in your bank account will all require or require a digital qr code your unique digital identity this is not conspiracy theory it's all it's all out of the wide open in open source documents at the world economic forum the un and elsewhere he goes check out the world economic forum's january 2020 white paper reimagining digital identity a strategic imperative folks imperative listen here it is straight graphic from the world economic forum society 5.0 for sustainable development goals and here we have big data mr iot which i tell you guys is the internet of things you know that apple watch you're wearing or that samsung watch you're wearing that little fitbit that you wear you know that cell phone that you carry your tablet ipad oh boy your computer your laptop your television do you have a smart tv Mm -hmm. a smart refrigerator anything smart is technically government controlled you know anyway so and here's just, i'm just reading right off their list here ai robot drone sensor 3d print and uh something like oh blockchain i'm like it's a little small for me to read 
PKI sharing on-demand mobile edge cloud 5G VRARMR. Hmm. And then you have the large enterprise, the citizen government community medical institution with the cloud. Uh, we have educational institution, academic institution. You have the investor, the organization, the startup, the SME, and the large enterprise. Now they all kind of just go together. And then we have all of these good little um, things out here that, that are there, like they're 17 that they have, folks. And they have it all gender equality. Ho, ho, ho. Quality education is number for clean water and sanitation is number six. Oh boy. So Leo goes on to say, as I discussed in a couple of recent articles, this is one of the main reasons why the Western globalist powers led by the United States must bring Russia to heel. Russia, along with their new partners in Saudi Arabia, control way too much cheap oil and gas for the West's liking. Unfortunately for the Western globalists, wind and solar are more expensive to produce and less reliable in performance. Hence, Russia must be dealt with through regime change and balkanization. The plan is for a vastly smaller global population using things connected to the Internet and the electric power grid where they can be monitored 24-7 and 100% controlled not only in terms of their movement and use of resources, but also in terms of their speech and political expression on the connected devices. Mm-hmm. So if those globalists are successful, you will be tethered to a digital identity that makes it impossible to escape detection online. You make a comment on social media or a blog like this that goes against the prescribed narrative of the state and its corporate partners, <laughs> then you get downgraded on your social credit score and eventually you lose your privilege to log on to the internet. These are the, quote, digital fingerprints that Barack Obama recently talked about in an interview with one of the corporate media shields. So important message from the editor. So this is what Leo has to say. He goes, if this web shot should ever be taken down by Internet censors operating in lockstep with the U.N. and other globalist bodies seeking to silence conservative voices online, he says, please find me, Leo Holman, at my backup venue, Leo Holman. M-A-N-N dot com. No, I'm sorry. Leo Holman dot Substack dot com. Yes, folks. Leo Holman dot Substack dot com. And because you can also find him at Rumble um, under Leo Holman all when we're together. And uh, if you haven't subscribed for his uh, his his uh, um, email uh, newsletter, dude, you need to do that today. You can go to uh, the Substack dot com uh, website and do that. So anyway, he goes, as I've been repeating over and over for two years or more, the globalists are determined through whatever means necessary to achieve two goals in the near term. The assignment of a trackable digital identity QR code to every human being, followed by the rollout of a global recognized digital currency. Once the QR code is established on people's cell phones, the next step, as told to us by World Economic Forum advisor Yuval Harari, is to embed that surveillance code under the skin end quote we don't yet know exactly what form that will take but my guess is the code will appear to be very non-invasive it won't look or it won't be like an injectable chip the size of a grain of rice 
as is already possible and has been for years with the Varid chip circa 2007, it will likely be some type of nano dots only visible by a scanner. They will do whatever it takes to achieve these two goals of global digital ID for all people and global digital money because without them, it will be impossible to achieve their overarching goal of a truly one world technocratic dictatorship which is i'm just gonna throw this in here because when he talked about that nano chip only visible by a scanner that's crazy because in a book that i wrote a few years ago um the remnant believers is called last days remnant believers in paperback or just i think remnant believers on kindle i actually talked about that and i thought the same thing that it will just be like a net like you infrared on your phone wow that's kind of cool that he said that but anyway back to the article so he says check out there's a short clip below and it says from a recent panel discussion featuring the highly knowledgeable former banker insider Catherine austin fitz and of course she's going to talk about the qr codes linked to cbdc and vaccine passports pose ultimate risk to freedom and i'm going to put this article underneath as well guys so you'll have all these articles you guys can go to and check out these videos and so i think it's going to be very um oh i don't know informative but that was only a minute so Anyway, he goes, so he goes to uh, describe this art, this um, video, and she, he says, that notice what Fitz said about your cars, your bank accounts, and access to the internet. These are the keys to the digital control grid. They are key because they determine whether or not you have the right to move about in society, to buy and sell, and to communicate with others. Take that away, and you become an outcast to society, and nobody wants to be that, right? So Fitz said, and I quote, if you look at the number of ways that the QR codes and the data coming in uh, can be misused, it's scary. It means you either do exactly what you're told or your car won't start. It won't go but a certain distance. You won't be able to access the internet. Your bank account won't work unless you do what you're told. To me, the big problem doesn't start with the QR codes. They just help build the fences. It's the CBDC and the vaccine passports in combination with the QR codes that locks us in, unquote. The then Monica Smith of Australia reasons, rightly in my opinion, Leo says that every time you use a QR code, you are working for them and not us. If we use these QR codes walking around in stores, scanning them with our phones, how are we any different from those in the world who are following the beast system? I just got punched in the gut right there because I have used those QR codes I'm in a bottle of water. I was like, oh, let me get some more information. I just scanned that little code. Whew, I won't be doing that anymore, you guys. Mm-mm. So anyway, Leo continues. Based on the writings and public statements of Henry Kissinger, Bill Gates, Yuval Harari, Dennis Meadows, and others, we know that these globalist techno tyrants are very much aware of the fact that realizing their dreams of a one world system is not fully achievable with the current status quo. There are simply too many people. How do you convert 7.9 billion humans into transhumans, each with their own trackable QR code? And as mentioned above, there is still too much access to cheap energy. That's why World War III is already in the works. That genie has already been let out of the bottle. That's why they continuously warn us about a new and more dangerous pandemic. 
of the three basic rights that the globalists are trying to bring into their control, the rights to travel, buy, and sell, and communication, let's just look at one. The right to travel and move about in society. The future of the automobile industry is moving toward all electric vehicles. The auto industry is not moving in this direction because its customers, the people who buy cars, are demanding it. They are moving toward an all-electric fleet because the oligarchs who control the world finance system are demanding it. So do not be fooled into thinking the changes coming down the pike are in any way being driven by capitalist laws of supply and demand. Technocracy is a top-down system with a small number of experts making the decisions for what they believe is the collective good of society. Mm. So not only are electric cars more expensive, meaning that fewer people will be able to afford to drive in the years ahead, but electric cars also mean the end of the gas tax, which is what funds road maintenance and other projects in all 50 states. Nobody's talking about this, but the new tax plan will mark the end of your freedom of movement. Your right to move about anonymously in the beginning of government tracking of your every move. Headline USA reports that despite privacy concerns and dysfunctional models, some states are determined to replace the sales tax on gasoline with a tax for every mile driven, a model that requires tracking devices to monitor the movements of citizens. Quote, Evan Burroughs has spent eight years through uh, eight years touting the virtues of an Oregon pilot program charging motorists by the distance their vehicle travels rather than the gas it guzzles. Yet his own mother still hasn't bought in the article states. But his mother, Margaret Burroughs, 85, said she has no intention of inserting a tracking device on her Nissan Murano to record the miles she drives to get groceries or attend social functions. The article further states, and I quote, Burroughs' reluctance exemplifies the myriad hurdles U.S. states um, face as they experiment with road uses charging programs aimed at supplementing gas taxes, which are generating less each year, in part due to increased fuel efficiency and the rise of electric cars. The federal government is about to pilot its own such program, funded by $125 million from the infrastructure measure Biden signed in November of 21. The article states that so far only three states, Oregon, Utah, and Virginia, are generating revenue from road usage charges despite the looming threat of an ever-widening gap between uh, states' gas tax proceeds and their transportation budgets. Hawaii will soon become the fourth. He goes on to say, as long as we're here on earth, we must hold the line and resist the beast system. And that means rejecting the lies upon which it is built. Amen, Leo. Amen. I tell you what, in the last article I wanted to talk to you guys about is going to be U.S. Senator introduces bill to disarm, demilitarize the IRS and any further representation of this federal agency against hardworking Americans and small businesses is a grave concern. And that is absolutely the truth, folks. So he goes on to say, Senator Joni Ernst of Republican of, of Iowa introduced a bill last week, which she labeled, uh, which she has labeled in the form of a question. Her bill is called the Why Does the IRS Have Guns Act? And that's the truth. And have you seen them, folks? They're 
man, they are equipped better than our SWAT team. Anyway, so why do paper-pushing tax collectors at the Internal Revenue Service IRS need guns? She asked on her website. That's the $35 million question. She says Americans should be gravely concerned that the IRS is armed, loaded, and coming after them, especially given the agency's history of conducting armed raids on innocent Americans. Her bill would prohibit the IRS from buying or warehousing guns and ammunition. It would also require the IRS to transfer all fire arms to the General Services Administration where they could be auctioned off to licensed gun dealers with the proceeds used to reduce the national debt. Further, the bill would move the IRS's Criminal Investigation Division under the control of the Justice Department. Senator Ernst said in a statement posted to her website, and I quote, the tax man is fully loaded at the expense of the taxpayer. As the Biden administration has worked to expand the seize or the size of the IRS, any further weaponization of this federal agency against hardworking Americans and small businesses is a grave concern. I'm working to disarm the IRS and return these dollars to address reckless spending in Washington, unquote. He goes, let's be honest. Earnest legislation has a slim chance of passing, and even if it did, it would be dead on arrival, no pun intended, when it hits Joe Biden's desk. However, as MOLand.com reports, the senator's efforts have drawn much-needed attention to the massive arsenal that the IRS continues to amass. The IRS is clearly preparing for a major battle. The question is, with whom and why? We may have received a small taste of what have planned or what what have planned for us a couple of weeks ago uh, when 20 heavily armed IRS and ATF agents raided a gun shop in Montana and collected records containing personal data on American gun purchasers. Some of the weapons and tactical equipment in the IRS inventory are used by elite military commandos worldwide, not American law enforcement officers. While the IRS has already arming up before Biden took office, the militarization of the tax agency really revved up after he took office. Quote, who are they preparing to battle, unquote, asked Adam. Oh, my goodness, that name is Andra Zujewski, CEO and founder of the OpenTheBooks.com, the largest private repositor of U.S. public sector spending. Andra Zujewski's um, watchdog efforts have led to federal legislation, grand jury indictments, congressional hearings, subpoenas and convictions, as well as audits by the Government Accountability Office and Congressional Research Service reports. Quote, It looks like it's for domestic tax and law enforcement objectives, but the IRS has blurred the lines between civil and administrative agencies, civil administrative duties, and federal law enforcement capability. After grabbing legal power, the IRS is amassing firepower. It's time to scale back the federal arsenal, he said, and he told the Second Amendment Foundation's investigative journalism project. In one recent report, Andrew Juzowski, I'm sorry, I cannot say his name, folks. It is A-N-D-R-Z-E-J-E-U, or I'm sorry, E-W-S-K-I. There you go. So found that the IRS has spent $35.2 million, that's taxpayer dollars, on guns, ammunition, and tactical gear since 2006. $35.2 million, you guys. Anyway. But the agency's purchasing increased dramatically under Biden. The years 2020 and 2021 were peak years at the IRS for purchasing weaponry and gear. Just since the pandemic started, the IRS has purchased $10 million in weaponry and gear. The report $10 million, folks. Can you believe this? This is outrageous. The report states, I threw that in there. Sorry. Because I was outraged. But according to Lee Williams at AmmoLand.com, the purchases included $2.5 million on ballistic shields and various other gear for criminal investigation agents. 
$1.3 million for tactical eyes, tactical gear bags, ballistic helmets, and arm body armor. Nearly $1 million on Smith & Wesson MP15s and Beretta tactical shotguns. 3,000 tactical holsters for handguns with optical sights and weapon lights. As of this week, the IRS only has 2,100 armed agents. Hmm. Williams notes that all this military hardware is being shipped to the IRS at a time when the agency is openly recruiting people who won't hesitate to train their sights on a fellow American. In a recent job posting, the agency says special agent candidates, quote, must be willing to use force up to and including the use of deadly force, unquote. Below is a partial list of some of the agency's most disturbing recent purchases, as reported by Williams at Ammo Land. And I quote, night vision rifle scopes. American law enforcement, even the IRS, does not operate with rules of engagement like the military when it encounters armed resistance. The last time law enforcement used uh, ROE rather than the law, things went very wrong. Whatever the tactical situation, police are subject to criminal laws and deadly force policies, which are predicted, which are predicated upon uh, the sanctity of human life. Force. Up to and including deadly force must be reasonable. An American law enforcement officer must use the minimum amount of force necessary and can use deadly force in defense of their life or the life of another. Verbal warnings and other de-escalation attempts are always considered after deadly force is used to determine whether the force was justified. That said, it's difficult to understand why the IRS is equipping its agents with night vision rifle scopes which are capable of hitting man-sized targets at distance and total darkness how does shooting a suspect who is a hundred hundreds of yards away and unaware of an agent's presence at night without warning comply with use of force statutes and policies how is this not murder what tactical problem were the night vision rifle scopes intended to resolve guys yeah think about that think about that i'm serious Think about that. Ask your friends in law enforcement exactly what that means, and they'll tell you what that means. That means they're coming after us. They're coming after us, and they don't care how they get us. Ballistic shields. So when the threat level is extreme, such as a report of an active shooter, SWAT teams will deploy a ballistic shield, which is designed to complement their personal body armor and further reduce the threat. Ballistic shields come in all shapes and sizes and are rated by bullet resistance. A level 2 shield will stop 9mm and other handguns or handgun rounds. A level uh, 4 shield will stop a 30 caliber armor-piercing ammunition. The greater the bullet resistance, the heavier the shield. Operators must train constantly to carry the shield and shoot a pistol one-handed. It's awkward and requires a lot of practice. And they are heavy guys. I'm just going to throw that in there. Anyway, so the Los Angeles Police Department has guidelines concerning the use of ballistic shields. Officers must first pass a ballistic shield operator um, course before they can carry one into harm's way. The course specifies the type of tactical situations where a ballistic shield should be deployed. They include but are not limited to the following breaching, which is doors and windows, high-risk vehicle stops, high-risk handcuffing, door entries, room clearing, hallway movement, rescuing wounded officers under fire, and also people when they go into rescue. Anyway, but call your senators and ask them to support Senator Ernst Bill Guys, we have got to get involved. We got to speak up. You know, you and I may not think it means anything. We may not think they're going to hear us, but I'll tell you what, we have at least got to make our voices heard. We can't just roll over and just let them do whatever they're going to do stomp all over us, walk all over us, whatever. We have got to put up the good fight. We have to. 
We have to tell people about Christ. We have to tell people about the Bible. We have to tell them how this is all pointing to, you know, Bible prophecy. What the Bible said was going to happen is happening. That's the biggest proof of God's word is that what he said would happen thousands of years ago is happening today. That's why I do Bible prophecy for today because it's an encouragement, especially during these dark days that, hey, you guys, what the Bible says is going to happen is happening. You know, hey, you guys, you know, um, but it's true. But we can't, can we just let them just take over our schools? Can we let them just take over our country? You know, they may do it. The beast system is coming. We know it's going to happen. But we can be the salt and the light, you guys. So we have got to stand up. We've got to make our voices heard. We have to. Because when I get to heaven one day, I'm going to say, Jesus is going to say, you know, hey, what'd you do? You know, um, of course he knows, but I'm just saying we have got to say something. We've got to go in. We've got to, um, Christians have got to get into the education boards. We've got to try, you know, to do something. You know, we know it's coming. We know the B system is coming. We know that. But while we are here, we should be salt and light. That's all I got to say on that. <laughs> Uh, that's all I got to say for that. But you guys, um, you know, we, we we so much stuff is happening. Like you always can't even keep up with everything. Like here's some more reasons. Um, let me see. Let me go down here. Just um, here you go. What keeps the majority uh, Christians from acknowledging the obvious? Time is running out. That's an article by Jan Markell, and um, you can find that at harbingersdaily.com. Harbingersdaily.com, and she wrote that today, which went right today, but she uploaded it today so let's check it out shall we real quick we got a little bit of time here we're gonna read it it's not very long so author and commentator jonathan brittner wrote a provocative article titled how can you not see it he was asking the question how can you and not see the fulfilling of bible prophecy wherever you look amen brother so this is an article by jan markell so is it biblical illiteracy indifference or busyness that keeps the majority from acknowledging the obvious time is running out predicted events are exploding things are in decline even uh nature is screaming that jesus is coming soon all of creation must be set free not just humans most reading this magazine have seen things in their lifetime that are quite frankly astounding the rebirth and prospering of the nation of Israel, the rise of artificial intelligence, the preparation of the coming digital currency, the use of a pandemic to hasten global government, the rise of mark of the beast technology, the rise of apostasy in the church the last 60 years, dare I say the last 10 years, the death of discernment, talk of a third temple in Israel, the scoffing of Bible prophecy, the canceled culture a, a canceled culture that cancels Christians, the exponential rise of evil, the rise of anti-Semitism. The list could go on with another 20 bullet points, she says. A headline on the Drudge Report said it all. Global economy struggles, amid inflation, pandemic aftershocks, and war. The world's a mess. She says, all set for the Antichrist. As Jonathan Brentner states, quote, 25 years ago, it would have been impossible for the Antichrist to control commerce in the world in the way that we read in Revelation 13, 16 through 18. He would have needed a massive army of devotees to do so. But today, with the advances in artificial intelligence, gigantic databases, and 5G technology, it will soon be possible for one person to set the parameters of buying and selling for everyone in the world. By the midpoint of the tribulation, he will be able to control buying and selling worldwide with the flip of a switch, folks. 
the silence of the shepherds. Haitian Jan says she personally believes that the root of today's blindness to these facts is the silence of the church. Some 30 years ago, our seminaries dropped eschatology from their class lineup and pastors have not been trained in things to come. What a tragedy. At such a time as this, the shepherds are not equipped. Many pastors state they don't wish to take on, quote, controversial stand when it comes to last days eschatology. Is it pre-tribulation, mid or post? Is it all millennialism, premillennialism, or postmillennial? Uh, and with uh, and will the addition of these topics really grow a church or just divide it? It might be better to set such topics aside and deal with day-to-day needs of a congregation and its hurting people desperately needed hope she says but they have robbed them of the blessed hope which is titus 2 13 looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great god and our savior jesus christ i always like to end with that but anyway she says how can pastors not see the signs of the times and as a result provide those in their charge with the hope they desperately need in these perilous times as jonathan Rittner summarizes in his article Quote, we are living on borrowed time. God is sovereign, but from our perspectives, we see his patience with a nation and a world gone mad. He's holding back the full explosion of evil and destruction. That will happen at the beginning of the day of the Lord, unquote. And he concludes, and I quote, I know that the majority of those reading this article agree with me, and the intent of my question is to reinforce your valid beliefs. It takes a purposeful ignorance of biblical prophecy not to recognize that the world, and especially the U.S., rests on the edge of a cliff, unquote. She says, you have eyes to see. You can see the nearness of his return. Very few reading this would disagree. And very few of you guys listening to me would disagree. I throw in there. She says, what a blessing that God has opened your eyes to this truth and to the lateness of the hour. You cannot be accused of being in ignorance. You devour all the issues and news of the day to keep up and to help you look up. She says, you are the righteous, eager remnant. May your numbers increase as we wind down the church age. She says, folks, go check out Jan Markell. I love her dearly. Anyway, you can go to harbingersdaily.com and check out that article. Or you can go to olivetreeviews.org and get all of her information, all of her headlines. And so she's got a lot of great RSS feeds on there, too. What else does she have? Fox fires remainder of Tucker's staff. That's Todd Starnes. We kind of knew that was coming. <laughs> and uh, once again, if you haven't li- listened to her um, program, this is um, Tuesday the 27th, which has been yesterday, uh, going digital or you cannot buy or sell. And this was from last week's um, uh, video. This is Jim Markell spends the hour with Alex Newman. Uh, they present the idea that a one world government could be mandated over health issues and administrated by the World Health Organization. And digital health passwords will make this possible and they are on the scene now if we don't fully comply we will be able we will not be able to buy or sell this is leaping out of the bible antichrist system is on the horizon guys it's on youtube you can watch it out if you want to, you can go to oliver um olivetreeviews.org and go down to video Boom, you can click on it right there and watch it. The Anatomy of a Scoffer. We may talk about this tomorrow. It was posted today. Um, but have you noticed a lot of your friends laughing? Like, where's the promise of his coming? I had this one guy tell me that he professed to be a Christian. And I, I kind of got a little angry. I'm like, um, have you not read your Bible? You know, 
And he started, you know, kind of laughing. He goes, y'all been saying that for years. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are you a Christian? He goes, well, how can you judge me? I'm like, have you read your Bible? You know? And um, on and on. I said, you're, you're like completing Bible prophecy coming out of your mouth. What? And I said, right here it says, and they will say, where is the promise of his coming? Yeah, you'll scoff in the end times. I said, that's you. And he was like, whatever. I'm like, whatever, bro. You know, I'm like, right there. I'm like, oh, boy, howdy. But it's happening. It's happening. As it was in the days of Noah. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm reading through Genesis. And I was, I think I was in Genesis. I wonder if I wrote, I did not have my Bible with me, but I put the notes in. And do you remember the Tower of Babel when they went on or the Babel? Or some people call it Babel, some people call it Babel. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato, yeah, whatever. Um, so anyway, when uh, when he goes, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of man. And I was kind of reading through Genesis, I believe it was 11. I'm going to go there. I have another Bible in front of me now. But um, I don't think I have, I don't have my notes in this one. But I thought, my goodness gracious. And something struck me. And I thought, wow. Um, I actually sent it to a friend of mine. Hang on just a second here. Let me fucking find it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, but it, it, it really—I mean, it, the Tower of Babel. So it really, it really stood out to me. Let me see if I can get this my Bible over here. So it says, um, "Let's see. These are the families." Okay, so the so listen to this. This is this is um, still in the day. Okay, after Noah, right? And it says, "This is Genesis chapter 11." It says, "Now the whole earth had the had one language and one speech." And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us Make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth and they ceased building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel or Babel because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. Folks, I don't know. It just it struck me because everything. Have you noticed global this, global that, World Economic Forum, One World Government, World World, all this stuff is just just like it's coming back, just like it was then. I guess you could say in the days of Noah. You know, um, they had one language, they had one this. Now nothing they proposed to do will be. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. So God came down. And had to confuse the language and confuse everything. And I was like, whoa. And now here we are again. Here we are again. All these years later, thousands of years later, we're all, that's what they go to. All, they're going to the same thing. Have you noticed when China and the UN, all of them, they're getting together, they have these little headphones on. 
and immediately they can understand what they're saying because it's, it's presented to them in their own language. It's like, it's crazy. But I don't know, it just struck me like, wow. I wonder if this is like, you know, still pointing towards Bible prophecy. Like this is happening just like God said it happened then. It's of course happening again now today. I thought, wow. I don't know. Probably just something I was thinking of when I was reading it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, I am going to get off of here because I've been rambling a little over an hour now. But I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to do podcasts on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, and perhaps Thursday morning and um, uh, Saturday. So I'm going to try to keep those days to do podcasts. And uh, the days that I work late, like Monday, um, Thursdays, I work late and Fridays. But Thursday morning, I don't work late. I don't go until later on on, on uh, Thursday morning. So anyway, I'm going to try to do um, some updates, like I said um you know on tuesdays and uh wednesdays and perhaps you know thursday morning or friday and, and of course saturday but anyway i'm gonna try to do my best and uh to keep this going because there's so much so much is happening so fast and i hate to take a break but sometimes i'm just really tired <laughs> and i uh, need some time to recoup but thank you guys for your prayers uh totally appreciate them i feel much better um today i did want you know my doctor i had an appointment today and uh they're gonna get the hottest skin scheduled so if you guys will be in prayer for that i would appreciate that my friend james holloway um he has got some health issues and he's um very concerned uh they diagnosed him with parkinson's and he's in his 70s and uh he just thought it was like a death sentence and he was super upset and i said listen james i said i know a lot of people um diagnosed with parkinson's i said that does not a death sentence i said you know number one god has not given us a spirit of fear or a power love and of a sound mind whenever you become worried turn that worry into a prayer to god say lord jesus this is weighing on me i'm concerned about this you know, we're to cast, um, cast our, our, our problems, cast our burdens on the Lord for he cares for us. And, um, so I prayed with him and, uh, so they're going to give him an MRI cause he, he's got liver problems and some other things. And, um, and so anyway, he got there to the VA to do the MRI and he couldn't go through the tube. He just couldn't do it. And, um, I'm like, well, hopefully guys pray that they will send him to the open MRI. I told him to ask about that. But if you would, please keep him in your prayers. He's an older guy. And uh, I don't know if you guys know folks from like way back. And um, I'm talking old generation Christians. Like from what they think, you know, that um, they have to keep getting saved. You have to keep asking God to save them. I don't know um, if you know any people like that. That's why I always try to tell people, you know, once, once and for all, you ask christ to cry out for salvation and that's that's it just one time and he has covered your sins that was it so your past present and future sins have been forgiven so it's a sanctification justification um and so but there's a lot of those old 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 christians old school christians from way back and they just think that they have to keep asking uh you know jesus to forgive them to save them not to forgive them, but to say we're always to repent of our sin you know, the Holy Spirit will bring that you know, to your remembrance. Like, whew, he'll convict you. <laughs> not condemn. He's not going to condemn you, but he will convict you. And you repent of your sin to restore that right relationship with Christ. But they think they have to keep asking for salvation. And so if you know somebody like that, tell them, hey, 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 the Bible says, no, 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 you don't have to do that. But anyway, guys, I'm really going to get up here now. 
And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful evening, a blessed evening. And keep, man, keep out there being salt and light for Christ right now in these end times. He's called us for a time as this. Folks, realize how privileged we are to live in this day. All the prophets, guys, all the prophets saw this day. They saw these days. John saw this day as well. Just remember, they all prophesied of these days. And here we are living in them. And um, we know the time is short. We know Christ is coming to take us home and yank us out of here. And every time I see a terrible, sad story on the news or I hear some something tragic thing happened to an animal or like a person or babies and god so much evil i just pray jesus take us home you know my god please send your son christ to take us out of here but he is long suffering uh willie praying that no one you know that there would be no one that would perish but anyway um anyway guys with that tell somebody about jesus today tell them how much he loves them tell them the truth and uh, anyway, thanks you guys for all your support and your listening. Remember, Bible Prophecy, the number four today.com is back up. The website is up. Um, got a bunch of good stuff on there, some uh, new information. And um, one other thing, if you guys live in the Alabama area, guys, get with me, get some emails. Um, there's a home church for Pastor Billy Crone in that area in Alabama. Uh, guys, um, if you're interested, Please shoot me an email. Uh, shoot me an email at um, heather at Bible Prophecy uh, for today.com. That is the number four, uh, as in the number numeral four. Um, or you can actually shoot me one at um, Heather. Well, yeah, so you could do Bible Prophecy um, for today at Outlook.com. But um, to get to my phone, well, they're both kind of my phone. But anyway, or you can also go to the website and click on the contact button page and that'll it'll shoot me an email too but um if you guys are interested in that uh shoot me an email i've got somebody there miss michelle um and uh she has a home church going there and uh i know in a lot of part of this united states and abroad everywhere around the world it's so hard to find a good bible preaching church um, one that'll tell you about the end days. One that'll tell you that homosexuality is a sin. One that's going to tell you that transgenderism is a sin. One that's going to tell you about the things that are really going on in the world today, uh, truthfully. And so Billy Crone does have a home church going to getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com. Uh, to check out more about that. Um, Brett Meter at athecreek.com. Athe Creek Church there in Portland, Oregon. They have home churches as well. And so, uh, in Wednesday too, cause I want to do, if you're in the Amarillo, Texas area, um, I'm going to be doing Wednesday services, uh, the, the Wednesday or even Saturday night. Um, you guys tell me what works best for you, but I could do a home church for that beginning in August. And, um, so we can kind of go from there, but folks, it's imperative, imperative that we get together as a church family in fellowship with one another. And um, whether that be Zoom, if you live far away or however that works, you know, we can make these things work. But just to get a few people just in your city um, to fellowship is great. And I, I'm really blessed because I'm able to go to a church, you know, physically that preaches and teaches the word of God all the way through the Bible. You know, my pastor preaches right straight through the Bible and I'm very thankful for that. And my other pastor that um, retired and he was an interim pastor for um, another church here in town. I'm not going to say their names, but anyway, now he's their pastor after he quote retired. I'm like heartbroken, but 
He has a lot, a lot of eschatology. Lots of wisdom. I love him. If you guys go to my teeny tiny YouTube um, channel, Bible Prophecy for today, um, I've got them all listed um, on uh, video and together. So you guys just click on them and watch them like this. Dr. Randy, um, Dr. Uh, Randy is uh, my pastor there. And um, hang on just a second here. Let me grab my phone and see if I can't. Uh, let me see. I may actually. I don't. I don't think I have it. Let me see here. But if you guys are interested, um, he's got a book. Um, anyway, uh, he's got a book. My pastor wrote, uh, uh, Randy Davis, Dr. Randy Davis. And um, if you guys want a copy, let me know and I can get some from him. Um, everything you wanted to know about, boom, he wrote a book about it. And uh, it's awesome, 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 awesome. If you guys want one, let me know. I can get you one. But anyway, with that, I am really, really getting off here. <laughs> yeah, we are in Texas. We got to say bye, apparently, four or five times today. Um, anyway, so I am going to get off of here. Art, I love you. Michelle, I love you. You guys are fantastic. Brittany, hey guys, um, if you want to shoot me an email, if I don't get back to you right away, believe me, I will. Sometimes I get crazy with work and stuff. But anyway, um, man, guys, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, may God bless each and every one of you as we wait for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.